Yeah, welcome to Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit, the podcast where we dissect who framed Roger Rabbit, one minute at a time, with special guest, Gamo Martinez. Welcome back. We are joined this week again by man with a great beard, Guillermo Martinez. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, you, I mean, look, it's actually fake. <laughs> it was a cartoon beard this entire time. Yeah. Um, we're here this week with minute three, which begins with Roger rolling around on the rolling pin and ends with a bunch of pots falling on Roger. Uh, this is a minute of almost nonstop Roger torture. Yeah, I, it's, there's so much about this that like made me think that this is not his first rodeo. Like this is like, you know, like as, as we know now, like he's like a lab rat, a lab rabbit. Like he's probably like, that's why he's able to endure all these like things. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. Like, and the fact that this is preferable to him being back in the lab though, is, is says a lot of terrible things about this lab because he gets burned he gets things dropped upon his head electrocuted it is uh yeah it's like, i wonder like if if, if if like that would you know what would have made, would have made this moment much cooler is if, if you had like as he was being like electrocuted and stuff like that you just do like match like quick cuts to like when he was being tested to see if he can oh. <laughs> if he had the cure for polio like and he's like no no and then we come back to him in the kitchen back to the back to the lab back to the kitchen uh, just i hope that you are uh including these suggestions in the notes we're sending to guillermo del toro for the, for the live action yeah I'm i think i'm recording this one up. I'll, I'll definitely send it to him and he'll be and he'll, <laughs> perfect. he'll plus it <laughs> yeah. in this much more realistic kind of bored on the fourth of july version of uh, <laughs> <laughs> Roger Roberts. so uh he's rolling around uh, a pot falls on, on his head he uh, asks who turned out the lights you know some very cartoony sorts of moments do you think that do you think he said who turned out the lights because he needed to throw a pun and like you know, like he was, and he was freaking out, and that's all. You know, when you're like nervous or scared, like you throw a joke out because that's how your body reacts. Well, uh, yeah, I I do think so, especially because like we know there's like lots of tune logic within this, and that yeah. Roger would have to say something funny. Oh yeah. But also, like knowing more about his backstory, nor knowing that he like is in this sort of hell version of of this house with this crazy woman, because it's slightly better than being, you know, having cosmetics tested on him or whatever. Like that makes it so dark that he just has this like trauma response where he's like, I guess I have to make a joke now. Uh, like it's so messed up. Oh, but that lab was full of laughs. <laughs> that lab was just, yeah. Uh, they were testing rabbits, but they were also testing clowns. And like... <laughs> And like, you know, like, you know, those, you know, when Lenny Bruce got arrested and stuff like that, like they just sent Lenny Bruce into this lab also to program. So like he got exposed to like multiple ideas of comedy. He got exposed to the slapstick. He got exposed to political humor. Like he got exposed to all those things. Yeah. It was, wow. Ultimately, it was a, it was a formative experience for him, I think, is what we're oh, yeah. saying. <laughs> so he goes into the oven. This is an oven that has a volcanic heat setting on it. Okay, here's, he, this is, I'm confused. So at first, when I was watching this, I didn't realize it was the oven until he came out of it because it there's already another oven under the stove. 
there's oh. two ovens. It like because he because baby Herman crawls over the stove. Remember, we remember his butt almost goes on fire, and then uh, and then he walks over to the sink and everything. But the the second oven is like over by the sink. I thought it was the dishwasher, but it is called Hotter Than Hell. The like wow. appliance name. Okay, so this is mind I'm like, we, we just keep peeling the layer. <laughs> <laughs> this is Herman. Like, she knew that, like, the knives wouldn't be enough. And she was yeah. like, I'm going to install, install a second oven in that damn kitchen. Because this kitchen is going to blow up, so help me God. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely an oven. I'm looking at it. It's, yeah. it's It just has the one knob, and it's, it's hotter than hell, or hotter than hell but it's definitely supposed to be hotter than hell, right? It's H-O-T-T-E-R-N-E-L. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. As a, as a kid, I always wanted to, I always wanted to see like what, like the, like, I was like, okay, so it's hotter than hell. Let's see the other ones. Like, you know, like, it's like, you know, like warm day, warm summer day, or <laughs> what are the other options? Like slightly nippy. Like um, slightly nippy. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, because uh, baby Herman turns it on with his foot and he turns it all the way to volcano. Mm, yeah. yes yeah yeah um so yeah it it looks like this oven has some real real interesting settings yeah. <laughs> like center in church or something like that <laughs> baby herman crosses the water in the sink finally that water as a as an animator like that water meant so much to me because i was like that's beautiful animated water like it's just so it was almost like so i don't know it's just beautifully done it was a really beautiful done my favorite one my second favorite moment of the movie of, of that's of the of this minute is was that that's my top favorite moment of the of the minute will come in a second okay okay <laughs> All right. I just want to leave you all with um, like, oh, what is the thing that he loves? I know. I'm trying to guess in my head right now, and I can't, I'm not quite sure what it is. The oven door opens, and Roger comes out, uh, not to have his uh, booty outshined by baby Herman. Uh, the sole thing on Roger that catch that caught fire was his booty. Which... It's his, it's his cotton tail, his fluffy tail, which makes sense, right? Because like, yeah. it's just the hair oh that's like, on fire like everything should be burnt like he should be burning the entire body but no it was that fluffy tail okay <laughs> so him running in circles around the kitchen was as a kid i can guarantee you that i rewatched that scene more than a hundred times like it was like i was like this is comedy gold like it was just so funny as a kid i don't know why i don't know if it was because like he was just like running in front of the camera i don't know what it was like it was just like the best scene i've ever seen and like, the smoke just continuing to pile up in this gigantic kitchen and gigantic kitchen also yeah that's the thing this kitchen was built by someone whose eyes are probably fish eye lenses <laughs> like he it does have like kind of a weird like um like rounded vibe to it like it's not entirely square Oh, it's right. not entirely. Yeah, no, it's, it's a weird, like Tim Burton esque <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> well, for the Tim Burton version of the of the movie too, we'll uh, yeah, we'll be able to expand <laughs> on that. By the way, this is also going to create a uh, problem. We'll get into next week the fact that we have visibility from this kitchen on all different sorts of angles. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. All right, so Annie and I are going to continue on with the rest of the show. 
Guillermo, I know you have to go do dad stuff, but what would you like to plug? I mean, there's much, not much more to plug. All I can say is like, you know, go to Netflix and watch The Mitchells versus The Machines. Completely the opposite of what Chris said, which was <laughs> The Mitchells and The Machines. That's right. Just watch more pacifist movies. There's no, <laughs> there's no conflict or anything. It's a very cute movie. I watched it. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. No, no, thanks. It, it's and yeah, it's uh, um, yeah, we're it's a uh, super exciting and yeah, it's uh, it's fun. You know, <laughs> I guess that's the best way that I I love how I sell it. I'm like, eh, it's fun. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just go to Netflix. It's right there right now. And uh, yeah, I think that I'm don't I'm not doing much more than that. <laughs> And uh, despite getting the name wrong, I did see Mitchell's with the machines and thought it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, yeah, I also love Mitchell's or the machines. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Yeah, I'm really happy that you guys are into Mitchell's. Oh, and by the way, the machines. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for uh, joining us. We'll see you next time. Awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Continuing with the minute, Roger is on fire. So you know me, like I am always looking at like the characters themselves and the way that they look and their outfits and whatnot. And this is a scene where we see Roger's ankles underneath his <laughs> pants, underneath his overalls. I did not and, know this. And so like, you know, we talked about the thick characters uh, previously and we did mention that, that Roger is more bottom heavy at, at first glance. He's got like big feet and whatever, but we see his ankles and they're smaller than his wrists. They are very, very tiny. And so my question is, why is he wearing these very wide like raver pants? Because his overalls are, they're like a tent. Uh, he does he looks like uh he he's going to a rave in these <laughs> these giant pants well there's two possibilities i have either he was about to go to a rave when, <laughs> he, uh, when he got picked up to go to the science lab or you know I, I don't know if we do wind up seeing the rest of roger's legs in this but maybe he has thin ankles white thighs Maybe, maybe he does have wide thighs and we're not seeing it. I, I, my other theory is that this is just plays more into the Mrs. Herman is like some kind of weird, you know, pain focused dominatrix or something, <laughs> right? Like, and this is just another one of her humiliation tactics where she brings this rabbit home and she makes him wear something totally humiliating. Yeah, I I would be inclined to agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're also seeing in this shot even more. So like, yeah, it's there's a million cabinets. It's an absolutely massive uh, kitchen. But everywhere you look, there's also more dangerous implements. Like there is a, we know there's drawers full of knives. We've seen that already. On the wall, there's wall-mounted knives. And then additionally, there is a, silverware basket with knives just pointing straight up out of it like like a skewering station (laughs) yeah the most dangerous way you could put your knives is the way she chose (laughs) to do it (laughs) well she just covered all the knife bases yeah yeah he's got just like in case there's any way he could miss these and not get burnt by the oven and not get caught by these drawers full of cheese graters we've got these knives sticking up yeah, exactly. Uh, this is also where baby Herman starts climbing up boxes. 
Uh, and this is, it's right on theme. The boxes are, are right there in the, you know, Mrs. Herman's deadly kitchen. I had never noticed what the boxes had said before. And, you know, watching this one minute at a time, pausing it, uh, I saw that this was deadly mouse poison. Just yes. pieces of it sitting on the counter. I mean, you know, you hear stories about like the the olden times and them just being sort of uh, nonchalant about safety in general, but uh, this feels excessive even for 1947. Yeah, I mean, especially it being in olden times and in a cartoon. I have some things to say about Acme, but I will save that for next week because we get plenty more Acme stuff. We have Roger slipping on the soap. The uh, soap gives baby Herman a little assist. <laughs> yeah, it gives him a little assist. Uh, the soap does two things. Very versatile bar of soap because it gives baby Herman the assist right on, of course, his MVP booty and knocks the ironing board down. I, I don't think I've ever had an ironing board that was actually attached to a wall before. I have seen these. I have the, I have seen these in old old houses. Usually in the kitchen? Um, no, not, but this kitchen, who, I mean, this kitchen might be the whole house. We know there's a living room because we saw that in an entryway, but uh, I mean, it looks like, this house is 10,000 square feet if this is just the kitchen. Yeah, it's, it's, it might just be. This kitchen might contain the lab in it for all we know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. This is a fortress of some kind. <laughs> Roger then gets knocked into the wall and his fingers go in outlets and he goes through, he gets electrocuted at this point. And he still, he still has the metal tea kettle on his head at this <laughs> yes. point, which can't, it's got to be like concentrating all of the electricity onto his already, you know, cosmetic product riddled brain. Right. And his head was also cooked within, <laughs> within an oven wearing this on top of it. It is bad news for Roger. Roger's um, not doing well. <laughs> I don't know if, if it's from the shock, if it's just to try to pry everything loose from the outlets, but he starts banging his head into the wall. It causes the wall to crack and the shelf with way too many pots on it, especially built on a wall with uh, that level of drywall. Well, it, and, and so that's old plaster. I know that also, I know, apparently I know a lot about old houses, but that's, wow. but it's got the, like the, uh, the little wooden lathe, you know, it, beneath the plaster things under it. But my question about this shelf with all the pots and pans is, there's 900 cupboards in this damn kitchen. Put the pots and pans in the cupboard. What's in the cupboards? Yeah, that's a great point. There is seemingly infinite space within this kitchen. <laughs> there is one stove with four burners. She does not need 900 pots and pans unless, I don't know, there's like a, there's a, she builds a fire pit in the middle and, and shoves a cauldron on there. I can't figure out like why on earth she would need this many utensils given the number of appliances in this kitchen. Well, if this is the science lab, maybe the <laughs> other animals that are being experimented on are locked in all those cabinets. That's, that makes sense. That would actually, that, that would clear a lot up for us, I think. Pots fall into Roger's head, which ends this particular minute, this very, very dark minute. All of uh, Mrs. Herman's plans succeeding so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mrs. Herman. Oof. Yeah, uh, Roger, this is a rough minute for Roger. You know, this is not, this is, this is not an easy 
easy minute for for Roger. Yeah, this is not. Will it get better for him next minute? Spoiler, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, for my personal vote for MVP of this minute is the soap. Uh, I think the soap, the soap, it 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 moved us along here. Really, it shifted it shifted gears. It leveled things up. So that, that's my vote. I would agree, and I love these MVPs for the minute. Uh, anything else for this minute? I don't think so. You know, what's interesting to me about this minute is this minute is like fully action packed, right? Like it's like nonstop, very fast paced action, but it does have like less story than maybe the first two minutes that we went over. It's time for everybody's favorite part of the show where we call my friend Mish, who's never seen the movie and has no idea what it's about. And he's gonna watch it in three minute installments and give us his honest feedback on it. This could be great, this could be a disaster. We'll find out next on Fridays with Mish. It's Friday with Mish, ooh, what a dish. Tell your mother, tell your shrink. Tell us, Mish, what do you think, yeah. For this first edition of Friday with Mish, we're joined by a very special guest, the author of the book, Who Censored Roger Rabbit, which the entire movie was based off of, Gary K. Wolf. Hey. Hey, Nish. You just watched the first three minutes of the movie. I just want to get a little bit of where you're at. So you have never seen the movie before. Oh, and I have a lot of questions, but... <laughs> You grew up in India. Did you did you get a lot of like the Disney cartoons and Looney Tune cartoons there when, when you were growing up? Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, Tom and Jerry is Disney, no? Um, Tom and Jerry is it's our, not Disney. No, really? no, no, they're not. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Well, that's interesting. Uh, Mickey Mouse is Disney 100%. Yeah. Mickey Mouse uh, is 100% Disney. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, mixed, mixed, uh, mixed viewing of Disney. I think. I was definitely one of those people who is not, I'm one of those people who's not deep into Disney. So, right. um, so I've seen stuff, you know, um, but not everything I've seen saw Sleeping Beauty as a kid, which is Disney. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. Disney. All right, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I saw some of, some of the stuff, uh, but not, not all of it. Okay. Is there like, um, uh, is there one sort of overarching theme or like, is there something you think of when you think of Disney? Like uh, not specifically a character or whatnot, but like in, in Disney in general. Yeah, I think I think musicals, um, you know, a lot of Disney is not musical uh, <laughs> movies, but uh, I do like the animated uh, musical movies from them. And uh, so, yeah. So I just want to uh, get, you saw the first three minutes of this movie. Do you know anything about this movie going in? I don't. Okay. I did not know anything. Um, uh, yeah. I don't even know when it was made. Had you ever oh. heard of it? No. No? Okay. Uh, first thing that popped into my mind was... That's so encouraging to me. I, I, <laughs> first thing I probably like, was this made before Baby's Day Out or was it made after Baby's Day Out? I How feel like it? you are severely overestimating everyone else in the room's uh, knowledge of Baby's Day Out. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Or like oh, its popularity a, in general. So, so you know Baby's Day Out. Yeah. <laughs> Baby's Day Out was, 
That's I think you've been living in the wrong bubble. <laughs> that came out after Home Alone. I know that much time alone. This uh, one was um, very sure before Home Alone. I can't remember what year Home Alone came out, but this was... Um, I'm going to say Home Alone. I'm just going to guess it was like 95 or something. It was around that oh, era. I, I think Home Alone's uh, much earlier. I think Home Alone's like 91. Oh, well, uh, Roger Rabbit's 88. Mm-hmm. 88. Okay, so not by much. Like, yeah. So maybe a decade, decade sooner than right. uh, this one or maybe eight or nine years. Yeah. Yes. What are your impressions of the first three minutes of the movie? I thought, I thought it's uh, it's interesting. There's a lot of setup in there. Uh, I thought the you know the moms uh, they did not show the mom's face, but I think her shoes look nice, <laughs> and uh, I think they would. Uh, I think that style of shoes will uh, withstand the test of time. I think you could. I think they're um, good choice. Uh, not not sure about the polka dot skirt, but I think the the shoes work. Um, I was. Uh, yeah, that was about the mom. Uh, about the about the baby, I thought that the baby was. Uh, and this oh, is, I think, time. Those are very nice shoes. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, they have missed the test of time as well. <laughs> we have good shoes at Disney. Good shoes last. Uh, I thought the baby was uh, curious about the or interested in the cookies, and I wasn't sure at what age. Scientifically speaking, a baby can actually chew uh, a cook- cookie. Is not that straightforward of a food. Like you know, you have to have some teeth to to you know bite into it and enjoy the crumble. Uh, Mitch, you're bringing up some good points here. I am not sure uh, we have fully explored the uh, early childhood development accuracy of this particular minute of the film, and I think you have a valid point. Yeah, I was I was surprised by the baby's desire there, but I am sure babies love sugar, so it's be- <laughs> Jack the Rabbit. Oh, Roger Rod- the Rabbit. Ro- Roger Rabbit, whose uh, name is in the Rabbit. title. Roger- <laughs> Eponymous. No, yeah. no Jack the movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, Roger the Rabbit. I think my guess is just based on the title and uh, where Roger is at uh, in his uh, in their uh, babysitting capabilities. I think it's gonna be a show for uh, for Roger. Like it's gonna be chasing the baby, and uh, a lot of accidents, fun accidents. Uh, one one of that already happened, and I'm uh, I don't I don't know how uh, I'm I'm with I'm with Roger. I want Roger to win in the end, and the baby is safe, but Roger should will go through a lot of trouble. I hope. So you said you think Roger's gonna go through some more trials, but um, yeah, hoping he I comes think- out ahead. I think, you know, fun little stuff, like, you know, um, small injuries to Roger that are fun in an in animated way. Like, you know, something burned, like, you know, he's already in the uh, oven. Um, things hitting and a lot of falls. Um, I do think there will be some bonding moments between the baby and Roger as well. I think there's going to be, it's not just going to be like someone slipping on a banana peel continuously. I wish people could and the see baby cannot chew right reaction now. To, to just take on this. It's just, yeah, it, I, I personally, I, I think I'm feeling the same way. I am so excited for you to experience the rest of the minutes of this yes. movie and see. And I think that we should continue to ask Nish what he thinks is going to happen. Next. Oh, yeah. 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 I think <laughs> that should definitely be a feature. It's a chef's kiss. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah. I think I'm the only one who's not seen this movie in this movie. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're okay. Exactly. There are four people in the world who have not seen this movie. So you are one of the four people on the podcast about this movie. Great. But you know what? I knew Baby's Day Out, which I think not everybody knows. And I knew some of the timeline around the release of that movie. Um, you could also, Nish, just continue to compare this movie to Baby's Day Out throughout yeah. our time so, together. Okay. That would be great also, I think. The moment I knew that this movie was Baby's Day Out <laughs> is, is that when the as soon as the mother leaves, uh, the baby just comes out. And I'm like, this is Baby's Day Out. Roger's going to get screwed. Uh, and... And the baby is always safe. Nothing bad is going to happen to the baby because that's baby's day out. Like baby will go through a lot of tense moments uh, and, and be uh, okay. Baby's got to be. I mean, if you hurt a baby in a movie, I hope that's not the movie we are watching. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did check really quickly, and you're right. Home Alone was 1990, which does make sense, I guess. Uh, and then uh, Baby's Day Out was 1994. And uh, yes. Titanic was Titanic was 1995. Since you're talking 90. <laughs> one of my favorite movies so I'm happy to share this with you Nish in a very weird three minutes at a time way <laughs> I love it thank you okay. guys cool thank you wow that was that was an interesting take that was hilarious that <laughs> was, was funnier than the movie <laughs> I can't wait till this earth is just shattered that it's not baby's day out yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a full feature length film about about a cartoon baby escaping from the care of a babysitting rabbit <laughs> yeah that's that's gonna be a big surprise for a minute five i think it's gonna be like a huge, huge Wait, yeah it's gonna rock his world i don't think he even realizes it's a live action movie no, no. i don't think he does no, he has no idea <laughs> it's gonna be fun <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you for joining us gary we're gonna continue to check in with nish every week and continue to see what he thinks about the movie. Thank you for listening to this. And I want to thank Dueling Genre and Scott Corelli for hosting us. You can check out all of their podcasts on DuelingGenre.com. There's lots of awesome ones there. And you can join us again next week. We'll be back Monday for Minute 4 of Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs>